Hi, I'm Eduardo Lopez, and this is the State of Public Education podcast, where we examine the past, present, and future of public education. Hello, everybody. This is the first podcast in a series I hope to continue for a long time. Just wanted to take a, a opportunity just to kind of introduce myself and also give a little bit of background of why I'm starting um, this uh, this podcast. And so the first, why this podcast? Um, a podcast has been something I've been trying to do for a while. Um, I can, can remember as far back in 2006 when I first started to do um, a couple of interviews, but then I stopped. Um, at that point, um, I had to, my children were really small. Um, I have two, uh, two children, and it was just a lot of to keep up with work um, and home responsibilities. And so I never really thought about it um, after that until. Recently, I have a friend uh, who uh, is going to be part of a, one of the, the podcasts here that, that I'm doing, uh, Dr. Mina Humphrey. She is an ethnic studies professor at Ed Camino College. She's also an amazing artist, and she had done uh, a photo exhibit of a series of photographs she had taken of automobiles in um, a junkyard. And one of the photographs was the school bus that is also the image uh, for uh, th this podcast. And I was really drawn to the image because the, the bus is really old and weathered. Um, it's surrounded in this forest and the trees and leaves are all around it. And despite the, the time the, and looking battered, the bus continues to stand. And when I asked her, um, what was the title for the photograph? Uh, she had said it was, um, she called it the uh, state of public education. Um, and I thought, wow, that would be uh, an amazing name for our, for our podcast. Um, and then she as um, continued to um, encourage me to, to do a podcast. And that was, we were thinking together about what the name would be. And I asked if I could, use um, the name and uh, and the image of the, the photograph of, of the bus um, for this podcast I'm, I'm starting. And so I'm, I'm deeply grateful to Dr. Mina Humphrey for uh, allowing me to use the name and, uh, and the image uh, of her photo for this podcast. A little bit of me, just so that folks might know a little bit of my, my background. Um, I was born and raised in 
East Los Angeles to uh, immigrant parents from from Mexico. Uh, most of my life, I attended Catholic schools in um, East Los Angeles, um, and the perception of Catholic schools is usually that uh, they're of higher quality education. Um, but for me, um, schools and, and these spaces were particularly challenging. I remember one of the first moments that um, I began to kind of have dissonance around schools. It must have been around three or fourth grade. Um, it was the beginning of the academic year, and uh, um, the teacher asked us what we wanted to learn. And I remember excitedly raising my hand because that summer I had spent um, my time in Mexico visiting my grandmother and, and my aunts. And they had taken me around um, Mexico City, uh, where, where they're from. And they had taken me to several museums. And so I was really amazed to see um, all the indigenous artifacts um, that were in the Mexican National Museum. And so when I raised my hand and I told the teacher that I wanted to learn more about Mexican history, I remember the teacher very clearly telling me that um, Mexico had never contributed to anything to history. And so therefore, we weren't going to be studying about Mexican history. And that caused a lot of dissonance in me in terms of saying the teacher who's supposed to be this powerful figure of authority and knowledge is telling me that no, nothing of importance has come out of Mexico, but my lived experience telling me the opposite of having visited these museums, or having learned about different places and people and, and events. And that caused um, a lot of anger and resentment. And so I began to uh, resist schooling very, very actively. Um, despite um, not liking school that much, um, I read voraciously, especially science fiction books. Um, I really, really um, enjoyed just reading um, places that were fantastical and and in outer space uh, as a way of dealing with um, sometimes the isolation that I felt um, growing up uh, in schools. Um, I, by the time I got to eighth grade, uh, despite, like I said, despite not being enjoying school and always asking when I would use anything I learned in life uh, later on, I managed to do pretty well in an entrance exam for uh, what was considered one of the better uh, Catholic high schools in the area, which is Don Belsco Technical High School. Um, at that time, when I enrolled, it was a predominantly white school. It was also mostly, um, I would say, kids that came from more uh, wealthier families. Not that they were specifically rich, but they, they had more economic resources than, than our family. And it was also, uh, for me, a tough school to kind of adjust and make sense. And it was a school that I also um, very actively remember um, experiencing a lot of racism. And um, didn't know how to quite fit in that school. And so I very actively try to get out of the school um, and, I, and eventually I um, 
didn't do well, and so I had a lot of D's and F's, and so I had to transfer to another Catholic boys' school in in East Los Angeles, Coastal Region High School, where I I eventually graduated. I didn't have particularly strong grades, but my parents did tell me that um, I had to work or continue with school, and so I opted to uh, go to school just because getting a full-time job didn't really attract me. And so um, because I didn't really consider applying to any of the schools, when I graduated, I enrolled in East Los Angeles College and roamed around for like three years trying to make sense of my life and try to get a sense of direction of where I wanted to go. Um, And in the third year, um, I had a friend who joined the the seminary and was thinking about becoming a priest. And so um, I also began to contemplate that idea of uh, joining the priesthood. Um, There several people in my family had um, been in the seminary. And so I thought, uh, you know, that would be something that would attract me. Um, And so in the third year um, of when I was at East Los Angeles College, I applied to the University of San Francisco and was admitted. At the time, the idea was I was going to go in as a psychology and religion major where I would um, become a, a counselor upon uh, finishing college and then join the priesthood and then be kind of like a therapist, priest um, back in, in East LA. Um, but in my second year um, at the University of San Francisco, I became part of a program that at that time was called the Feeling Multicultural Floor, where uh, a group of, of students lived together on the, on the same floor, and we took classes together um, around what was called, uh, at that time, multicultural issues. And as part of the curriculum, we read um, one chapter from Paulo Freire's Pedagogy of the Oppressed and another chapter from Antonia Darder's uh, Culture and Power. And those books really spoke to me in a very powerful way in the sense that um, they helped me understand the alienation and frustration of school that I was experiencing. Um, and it set me to kind of really wanting to learn more about uh, critical pedagogy. And so um, I finished my BA, um, enrolled at the same uh, university, University of San Francisco, in a program called the International and Multicultural uh, Master's Program. Um, And then when I finished that, I enrolled, um, I was accepted to Claremont Graduate University where I took an, had the opportunity to study with uh, Professor Antonio Lauter and learn more about critical pedagogy. And while I was there, I also had or took opportunities to begin teaching in multiple contexts. So I started doing um, adult education. I did um, after-school programs. And um, I also did some college outreach programs. And then I eventually I became a high school teacher in Watts, uh, teaching social studies, where I did that uh, 
two years. And then uh, I finished my doctorate program. And then I started teaching in community colleges. Um, I taught um, San Fernando, East LA, Long Beach. Um, I did a little bit of teaching at Cal State uh, Long Beach too, until I eventually found uh, full-time employment in the teacher education program at UCLA, where I've been now for um, the last 18 years. And um, I am in, as I mentioned, in the teacher education program, I work with uh, pre-service teachers. So these are folks that are trying to, are getting their preliminary credential. Um, and I teach courses in social foundations and language acquisition. And then in the last few years, I've been working with specifically ethnic studies teachers as they transition into their full-time teaching careers and supporting them as they are um, learning um, what it means to be uh, an ethnic studies teacher um, during their first year full-time teaching. So that's basically a little bit about me. Um, and um, so I just kind of just briefly wanted to say now, just like why, why now this podcast, as I mentioned, it's an idea that, or I was trying to do this something as far back as 2006. Uh, my friend, uh, Dr. Mina Humphrey was trying to encourage me to do it. And then this summer, um, I, I was, I was kind of thinking about, well, well, the end of the academic year is ending. What do, what am I going to do with myself for the end of summer? My, my daughter, um, my older daughter is now, um, 18. And so she was, um, now taking courses, um, at Santa Monica college. My other daughter too was, um, thinking about doing, um, taking some classes in the summer. My wife was, is a history professor at Santa Monica College. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna keep busy over the summer um, and do something that um, is still gonna keep me engaged um, in some of this work that I'm doing. And, and so I thought it would be a, an interesting idea to start this podcast. I have no training in this. I'm learning as I'm going. Um, this is all um, something that I'm doing just uh, you know out of my own pocket, um, very low tech laptop, um, AirPods, and to record, um, recording interviews over, over Zoom, and so my hope is to bring um, people who might have um, uh, something to say, particularly to K twelve teachers. Um, a lot of their the research that sometimes I'm reading is um, really interesting, but it's um, published in academic journals that don't necessarily have wide uh, reach. And so I was hoping to get these ideas out to um, to to people and have engaged in a larger conversation about how these ideas might be helpful uh, for K-12 teachers, particularly here, not in LA, uh, but I'm also hoping to connect with other teachers um, across the country. And if anybody's listening uh, internationally too, if they find any use uh, of this. And so uh, my hope is to just, to also interview like researchers, to 
um, teachers, young people, uh, community folks, students, um, and get their ideas about how they're trying to make sense and change and transform um, the schooling that uh, they're experiencing. I hope that um, you enjoy or you find something interesting in these episodes. Um, I'm going to try to put some of these episodes out weekly, but once I'm sure uh, the quarter starts at UCLA, it might be more challenging. So please be patient as we, um, as I'm putting these episodes together, as I'm still learning to edit, conduct questions, interview folks, and, um, and with all the mistakes, I'm sure that you'll be hearing in these episodes. Thank you again, and um, I hope you enjoy this.